Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. But then I said to him, you know, Braylon, this is going to be a great five years. <laughs> he looked at me, no, it's only going to be three, but it's going to be a great three years. <laughs> there you go. I love it. That's and, some nice insider yeah, insider that, knowledge. Yeah, that's Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Brett and Claire chimes in. Mission Impossible 7 is the type of movie to see alone. I've heard that's really good. I, well, our buddy Ryan Olderstein went by himself on Sunday and said it was terrific. So can I point this out? This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, Matt, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. I have never seen any, and for no particular reason, any of the Mission Impossible movies. Wow. And I like Tom Cruise. Really? I like Simon Pegg, who's, I think, the director of this. He's in these movies. Like I like the actors in it. I just... Wow. And now it's like too far... Not like it's too far gone, but now it's like, well, I got to start at one. Well, and like, am I going to get... Like, at some point... I do want to watch them. You can get into some of them. Like, I don't think I've seen all of them, but, like, for the most part, it's an impossible mission. <laughs> it's not. They're all the same. You didn't just say that. Same but different. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. They can all stand up on their own is essentially what I'm getting at. They'll give you enough of a backstory so you know what's happening. You're an idiot. Oh, get out of here, Strofe. Get out of here. Well, because uh, you know, what? <laughs> I want to throw that out there. What's a movie franchise that you want to start you just haven't gotten into yet? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. John Wick is another one. I finally saw John Wick one. Oh, they're good. Oh, Great. Yeah. Well, that's the John Wick was like. I, I mean, swear it was like an hour and ten minutes. It was like a TV show, so it was also really easy to watch it. I'm like, right. I can knock out an hour and ten. Maybe it was an hour and twenty, but. Uh, I love Keanu Reeves. The movie was great. Loved it. Right. I haven't seen the other ones yet, I but again, four yet. and again, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. You want to chime in with a movie franchise you haven't watched but you want to? Like I have no at all one second of desire to watch any of the Fast and Furious movies. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. I don't want to watch them. I'm out. But that's not the case for Mission Impossible. I do yeah. want to see them. I just don't know. It feels daunting to become a part of it. Yeah, the newer the newer uh, Fast and Furious ones are a bit of a stretch for me, but like. I went to those when I was a kid in theaters, and they have a little nostalgia well, again, for me. If you nostalgia, I was getting like, rides from like my friend's parents yeah. when we were going on like double dates oh, I would like, imagine freshman like year. 15, 16-year-old boys, this is like the wheelhouse yeah, of their movie. Yeah, because we were like just about to get a car, right? Yeah, like yeah. I wasn't quiet, and I was like, man, I could soup up my Honda. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I did no. enjoy those. I, I have not finished that series. I can't think of a movie... I'm pretty good about watching Daniel Sloth chimes in with Transformers. That's one where I got lost because they made some and then they stopped making them. I I think like the newer ones are good again, but I think I saw like the first one. Uh, they're as long as you go in expecting just like a really CGI oh, yeah, dazzling yeah. oh, thing yeah, and yeah. you're not expecting like fantastic acting, they're fun. Yeah, they're exactly I, what you would expect from a Transformer movie. If you want to see robots or cars that turn into robots, in a cool CGI fashion and then beat the crap out of another robot, like, it's awesome. 
Tim and Oregon chimes in with the Creed movies. I've seen one and two. I have three on Prime. I'm going to watch that with my wife because I think she, she definitely has a crush call. on Michael B. Jordan. Like she's unapologetic okay. about it. But like I, I don't have a problem. Like of course, yeah, dude, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> I saw Creed one too. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the only thing we have was like, should we watch Creed two again? Because I don't remember. I remember Creed. Creed two is a little bit of a blind spot for me. I can't remember right. a lot of it, so might rewatch that one. Uh, the Matrix. I've watched the first two. I think maybe I saw the third, but I definitely haven't seen oh, the, the, the fourth. I one. enjoyed the fourth, and I do want to see it. You know, maybe uh, maybe that's one because I'm going on a trip, and I don't know if you do this like movies it's probably on the airplane. Yeah, my, but my wife's or I have an iPad with me, but my okay. wife's like movies she doesn't want to see. And oh, I'll yeah. be like, all right, I'll yeah, I'm out. Not bad. I would. I liked it, but I liked the Matrix movies as well. And again, they came out when I was in like middle school. But so. I like the Matrix movies too. So like, yeah. um, I think the third one got a little weird, like lost the thread a little bit for me. Yeah, it, I mean, it kind of tied it up, but it was definitely. It seemed like they were scrambling to get it all, all the the loose ends knotted up. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. You can chime in with a movie series that you wanted to see that you haven't gotten around to. Uh, we would ask Alex Stroff, but he's not. Uh, Alex, do you have a movie that a series that you've wanted to watch you haven't gotten around to? Star Wars. But you, no but do way. You, but do you actually want to watch what it? What haven't you seen in Star Wars? All of it? I've never seen any of them. Oh my God. Nothing. Um, I've never seen any of the Lord of the Rings. I'm honestly I haven't seen any of the Lord of the Rings, but I don't I have a desire seen to. Any of the Harry Potters? I am super envious that you've never seen any of the Star Wars. I wish I could go back and like just have my brain wiped of all the and Star I'm, Wars I'm gonna, just I'm, to watch them again. I'm gonna upset Matt here. Whether you watch Harry Potter or Star Wars, like Harry Potter is just a rip off of Star Wars. So yeah. if you watch Star Wars, you've seen Harry Potter. They just subbed in different wizard characters instead of it's uh, funny. Jedi. There, a guy, that seems like a stretch. Okay, no, there's a guy who breaks it down and. It's a, it's like a lot of stories. There's an antagonist. He he makes it correlate, and you're like, oh, it is the same. They're both very unique in their own way. Told, told you. Um, no, I have no problem with Harry Potter. I've never seen him. I do want to see that would be on my list. The too. Harry Potter's are pretty good. That's on my list. Uh, I will watch those with my daughter. Uh, they're definitely and honestly on my list. so are the Lord of the Rings. But man, are those a marathon? No, like, Lord of the Rings. They are so long, but they're I tried good. To, I tried to read the book when I was younger, and I just I tried like three times, and every time about. I don't know, 150, 200 pages in. I'm like, this ain't doing it. And I just pulled the plug. And same yeah. thing with the movie. I'm like, I just can't. I've never seen... I mean, not I- everybody... I, you don't really seem like the kind of guy who'd be into like something like that kind of fantasy. He's like, I love Star Wars. Right, but, but like, the, like, the Star Wars fantasy world is kind of like... Like... This isn't a galaxy far away. It makes sense because the galaxy's infinite. Yeah. Middle Earth. What right, the heck yeah. is Middle Earth? Right. Like I understand that that's a, a, a bridge too far of fantasy well, for Jim Rowland. Well, and it's similar to like... Uh, Game of Thrones is another one where it's like I didn't sit us on a movie, right? But I didn't see any of them, and I don't really have a strong desire to see them. I I cliff noted it. I basically did what I do with uh, all my sports. I just <laughs> highlighted, give me the highlight reel, and I ended up watching the first like six seasons or what? I think it was seven total. I watched the first six in highlight reel, and then okay. actually watched the last season. Okay, okay. So that's I, one way I, to do it. It yeah. was bad. I would not recommend it. <laughs> Daniel Sloth chimes with another one: uh, the Hunger Games. Oh, okay. I enjoyed the Hunger Games. I like the first good. one. That's all I saw, though. But I Jennifer, saw the first two. Both Jennifer good. Lawrence is ten out of ten for me. If like, she's in anything, I'm watching it. She was great. You saying she's hot? Yes, and she's a great actress. Oh, okay. And a great actress. They're both. Yeah. Is that okay with you? Well, I was just wondering which one was first. I mean, he oh. already said that his wife. It was cool that she thinks Michael B. Jordan's really hot. So I think Jim was just trying to yeah. level the playing field. I follow. Yes. <laughs> yes. If there would be a movie with both of them in it, it'd be a great yeah, movie. Yeah, a date movie. <laughs> right? That would be a date movie. Or maybe it would be a movie she wanted to go hey to now. by herself. I don't even know. Hey now. <laughs> 
Uh, Tim in Oregon apparently had uh, Harry Potter. He says he loves that one and spent over a thousand dollars on much merch and books and Legos and all that kind of stuff. So, oh, the Harry Potter Lego sets are oh, Rosie's fantastic. got. I would say most of them, if not all of them. Yeah. She and she absolutely loves them. But I can, uh, I'm still baffled that Strofe has never seen Star Wars in any sense. Would you watch them? Do you do you not? Really I'm not a big movie guy. But then you, we asked the question: What series would you want to see? Yeah, that's. I mean, I need to watch. Answer. I need to watch it eventually. You don't need to. Yes, you do. It's so culturally relevant. I feel like eventually I need to do it. I mean, I I agree. I, I may just hold out as long as I can, but we'll see. Please like, watch in release order and not this like. Yes. Don't ask like, should I watch them in like episode one first? It's no, like no. You I go four, five, six, one, two, three. I did, that with my, I did that with my daughter because one and two are almost like kids' movies. Why would you release it in that order, though? Well, they, Why it, would you it, release the, Star Wars 4 before oh, Star Wars 1 exists? Guy. He's just being a guy. I don't get He's it. Being. You are just <laughs> the funniest. Explain it. I'm they being serious. They, he did not know or plan on making the story of, like, prior to his... But was it called Star Wars 4? No, it was called released? Star Wars A New Hope. And yes. then when they finished that trilogy and decided, just did let's reboot it, oh. let's call it number four now and we'll make one. I get it now. So it was just A New Hope. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. He was okay. not planning on making all... He made one. Uh, well, the whole thing is that with that one, I believe, is that the th- the uh, actual movie companies didn't believe it'd do well, so he's like, "Give me all the rights for the toys instead yeah. of money." And like, that's where he's made obviously right. <laughs> billions off of all that. We got wait, Colin Russell back there. Do you have a movie uh, series? Maybe he's watched movies, uh, a series of movies you want to see that you haven't seen that are, are, that are popular. I'm a big movie fan. On like Strofe. This is good. I'm glad you're in on this. Thank thing. you. To yeah. what? I think Star Wars is. A, I think that's a joke. I I don't know how a grown man like him <laughs> hasn't even taken the time. That's like a kid's thing for you. I feel like when you're that age, when you're 10 years old, I feel like Star Wars is your thing. Sorry. If there's one series that I think I need to see, I've seen a lot of movies. Um, I'll accept like TV series. So Game of Thrones is essentially a long movie that they cut into shows. If there's a couple shows that I I haven't seen fully through yet, The Sopranos is the one that comes to mind. Ah, Ah, That's a big miss by you. Because that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I'm saving that one. I'm saving that one. I've seen a lot of the other ones. But well, I, I'll saving. give you that. That's great because I can't wait to talk to him about the finale. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot but wait. Like, it popped up because uh, what was the movie that we were just talking? Oh, Mission Impossible. I haven't seen any of them because those. That's a good series. And, and they I, came I want, out in like Jim's prime. And I want to see them. I just I missed them. Like and then, late '80s, early '90s, Jim living your best life. Mission Impossible didn't come out in the late '80s. '90s came out in 1999, maybe. Yeah. 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 No, it's 30 years now it came out ago. Is it 30? Right? Not 25? It might have been 96, I think. I could be wrong. I got to Google this. Yeah, I don't... Late eight, okay, 80s. Okay, you're right. It wasn't the 80s. It wasn't the 80s. Tom Cruise was yes, big in the 80s. And I like Tom Cruise. And that, again, it's one, that was the whole premise of this, of a movie that I know I want to see, and I should get into 96. Them. 96. Wow. The first Mission Impossible. So, yeah, I was 16. You'd think I'd go see it. No reason I didn't. Just missed on it, so... Right. Well, well... You should watch that, though. That, those are fun. I, well, I saw the new one. I yeah. didn't think it was good. Yeah. So we'll ask you, since Strofe is now pouting, because we just decided to get someone who actually watches movies in on the in the segment he for a second nothing. here. He knows right. nothing about yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, grab grab he a headset and sit down, Strofe. We got a producer he is now. Militant, <laughs> he is absolutely militant in his hatred of watching movies, and then he gets mad. We're like, hey, well, Colin watches movies. We'll bring him on it. Now he's all Alex all in his feelings. We're like, 
Well, bringing someone to actually can contribute to the conversation when you're militant about your refusal to enjoy a movie. Yeah, you were you were literally just talking about I'm gonna spitefully not. You just watch said. Stars. You just said. Let's pull somebody in who actually talks about movies, and he told you a freaking TV show. We well, gave I him a TV I gave show. Him I, I'm better with movies than I am with TV shows, and I'm saving The Sopranos. I, I wholeheartedly believe yeah, What movie there, have you never seen? Is the Sopranos? Is, 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 is there a movie series? I gave him the out because he yeah, watches a lot of movies. I didn't know if there out. was yeah. one. I mean, like in terms of the famous ones, I've seen all the Star Wars. I've seen The Lord of the Rings. I've seen The Mission Impossible. You go down the list, I've seen most Well, of here, there's some chimed in here with uh, Harry Potter, Hunger Games. John Wick. Fast and the Furious. Sane. Uh, Toy Story, Toy Stories, seen Batman, <laughs> Why all you, of them seen. How how many Fast and the Furiouses are there? It's like a ten there, or there was a tenth just Fury came I. out. Yeah. It was Fury is Fast X. It was Fast X, and they left it on a cliffhanger. So 11's coming. Well, I heard that they left it for a trilogy. <laughs> yeah, they said it trilogy, but I don't think this one did that, that well. So they, I think it needs to make money. Every dollar. That movie that. makes billions in in like China and everything like that. It's a very it's a worldwide famous. famous yeah, people love Vin saga. Diesel. Yeah. Well, they, uh, the the Rock. Rock wasn't wasn't he in one of those two? He's in a John couple. He's in this one, isn't he? Sure. Have you seen a single Fast and Furious? I've seen like the first two. Okay. Yeah, Cena's been in a couple. I feel like once you see a car Jason go fast, Statham, you've seen it all. You know? Ludacris. And then they, they put them. They put them all in the movies, and they just have their own little thing. I don't know. Apparently, Paul Walker is going to be in the next one. Isn't he dead? Yeah, it's like a CGI or whatever. They're going to bring him in. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what I heard. I don't know if that's true. That's a little dicey. In, in those movies, you know, Vin Diesel and Jason Statham have a clause in their contract that they cannot lose a fist fight in those movies. Yeah. <laughs> they, they cannot lose in a fight in, throughout those movies. I think it's Statham, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Diesel have that in their contract. That's, him and, that's when Diesel and Rock had that fight. It kind of ended up being a draw because neither of them could lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I've heard, that, I've heard that fact, too, actually. It's Matt, a movie. I know. Yeah, you can't. But it's a brand. They're protected a brand. brand. Yeah. I you know anyone's anything? a team player like you, Stro. If you're just well, a team player, you're a good team player. These guys are out of here. I'm sick wait, of wait. Well, I want to get, and then you can go and take us to break here. Uh, but Colin, what is uh, what's the? I guess the weirdest to do is it going to a movie by yourself, going to a concert by yourself, or getting dinner by yourself? I think getting getting it depends on the, the aspect of the dinner. Is this yeah. like a sit down, nice restaurant dinner, or is this like so you we've know, said it? Like I would go, like I like I travel. I'll the go to the bar. Got a bar. Yeah, go to the bar. That's, uh, that that is fine. I think concerts probably the weirdest one. I've been to the movies by myself. I'm I don't think that's a problem at all. Same. That's yeah. not a social event. That you don't right. need, it, yeah. You don't need friends at the movies. You're there yeah. to watch the movie. Like you're not talking during it. Concert. You're oh that's a great that was a great song. What do you think about this set? I like this song. Shared experience, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the concert or the movie, what? though, I need immediate feedback from somebody else. But you need immediate feedback no matter what is happening. You don't like well, concerts. No, I, I said the movie, oh. Alex. He's <laughs> just fed up. I'm yeah, sick Alex makes his him. feelings, and now he's just all upset about it. <laughs> See, that's an outlier on the idea of, like, you need constant feedback for everything. Every segment, you're like, was that good? Yeah, yeah I, I do. So, I, I mean, do. Like, I'm just looking for feedback. You need feedback for everything that happens. But I do. I'll give you this feedback. You look good in your iron jock yesterday. Yes, I do. And you know what? I know I smell good, too. And that's because of the silver ion technology. That's right. Silver ion kills 99% of odor-causing bacteria to make sure you're feeling fresh as long as you own the garment. It's a Wisconsin-based company. Iron Jock provides high-quality performance apparel that's designed from the inside out. They provide the highest quality fabrics and construction designed for an active and comfortable fit. Whether you're on the golf course, in the curling rink, 
in the gym or just living life, Iron Jock has your back with amazing socks, shirts, all sorts of th- fun things. And you can get those things at ironjock.com. That's ironjoc.com. Iron Jock, it's what's inside that matters. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Pat Madison chiming in with a uh, basically offering himself up as a date there for you. Strofe, you can always text me if you need a plus one with a little heart there. So getting fans out there, Alex Strofe. Next Thanks, time you want to go to Shinedown, you got plenty of options to take you to yeah. uh, Shinedown. Z would go. Ed Madison would go. I think Ed's Him a great and Matt choice. Horeb tweeted in. He would go. Yeah. See, dude, now you don't know. Now you know you don't need to buy one okay, ticket. Now, in time. my defense, I don't think I've said this on the air yet. I didn't buy a ticket. I did say this part. I didn't buy a ticket until like 30 minutes before the show, A. No. And B, I texted two people that don't live in Madison. and was like, hey, I'm about to buy a ticket. You guys want to come? And they were like, yeah, if you would have asked me three hours ago. <laughs> so it was, it was my bad. That's okay. I'm glad you had a good time. I was going to ask Jim, but I knew my answer. I didn't get an, even a call. I would have liked to give you a respectful no. <laughs> Respectfully, I would like I to do want to go see, <laughs> but I don't think I'd go solo. Was it Nathaniel Waitliff? He's coming to Sylvie and the Night Sweats. Yes, I like. I got a lot of their songs on my on my. Uh, I got a vinyl here. version. Yeah. yeah, I like Nathaniel. Rayleigh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go until right before the concert. Then I'm gonna sell my ticket. Okay, what? I'll go with you though. Okay. <laughs> Sick. He just wants you to go to the show by yourself. I just want you to experience that so I can get, dish it right back. Because I don't think it's that weird. But again, you two have boxed Alex, me in for the last hour and a half. That this is it's so fine, weird. But like, it's it's usually like a concert is a social. Like when we talk about Matt. Like he's not wrong in the idea of like a concert. The song is not exactly as tight as you normally would hear it on a record. It's not exactly the way you know it on a record. But the beauty of the concert is the unique experience of each time you go. With the, the people yeah, around you. But with the people around you, that's my favorite part of the concert is one, going and sharing that experience with everyone. Uh, it's someone special or a few people who are friends or whatever that also like the music. But then also you're all singing along to it and they, they cut the music or they stop singing and everyone else starts singing. Like it's, It is a giant social event and that's why it's funny that you went solo. And movie, I will be honest with you, I sang every word. I uh, think I think the people fine. around me didn't like me very well, much. Well, that's honestly really, the that's, beauty that's of them, going man. by yourself, though, Strofe. The beauty of going by yourself is you you could totally let go. I did whatever you I wanted. You could be whatever version fun. of Alex Strofe you wanted to be. I would also add, um, I, I've been to the Sylvie several times, but I've never really like fully explored it because I'm always with so many other people, right? Like I'm usually with three, four other people. Brag. So he's never gone to the private events. So you and I get to go there. Well, I was at the one with Frank a couple months. Yeah. yeah, you were there. But yeah. there was nothing upstairs. Oh. So well, I wanted to like been. go upstairs and go right. watch watch a little bit of the openers from upstairs. So like that was cool. I bounced around. I, I watched it from every angle in the venue. The openers, which was fun, and then for Shine Down, I stayed in one spot. In the in the in the pit. In the pit with, with that lady with, that saved you with her elbows. With all my with my elbow lady. <laughs> she she asked me if I would ever get a douche donut, which I believe is a man bun. Oh, <laughs> oh I did not know. I thought Yeah, you, I was like, what? And you I immediately thought of that like video, I would have been like, all right. 
<laughs> well, speaking of a uh, select video, let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. It is time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton each and every day. I scour the interwebs. Unless you guys would rather hear from Colin Russo, who's still standing next to me for some reason. Um, I've got questions. Jim and Matt have answers. I'll score them throughout, and at the end, we'll crown a winner of Tuesday's edition of Throwing Stones. First up, Seth Rogen on Late Night with Seth Meyers said that Tom Cruise, from Mission Impossible, had no idea adult films were on the internet until he recently told them. I- I'm sorry, who didn't know this? Tom Cruise. Okay. Because until Seth Rogen told him recently. Jim, my simple question to you is, do you believe Tom Cruise did not know adult films were on the internet? Do I believe that Tom Cruise didn't know that? Yes. You do. <laughs> if you like look into the Scientology, like I forget the, the woman from King of Queens, Leah something, she broke this down, but there's other people who got out like Scientology goes out of their way. Like you can only access certain sites. Their internet is a very precise and thinned out internet. Like it is a very much a closed off circuit. You tell me world. this man doesn't have Twitter. But, well, he said you said pornographic movies existing on the internet. That's not like I don't know what Twitter you're in. I don't think you find like a whole movie on there. Like I don't think he. If you told me you didn't know <laughs> these sites didn't exist. Yeah, I actually believe that. Like, if you told me it's not on Twitter, I believe that. It's a very... To have a cult and to live in a cult, you kind of have to siphon off the entire world, which would include pornographic movies. So, yes, I believe it. You know, I don't know if... Alleged cults, I, I, I believe, don't get in trouble. I, I might believe that he's never actually seen a adult movie on the internet, but I don't know if I can buy the fact that he was unaware that they were there. The guy... Definitely isn't in, in in Scientology, but as far as people in the limelight who are probably in the know, Tom Cruise is one of those guys. He, he had to have known. He had to. Have. I just twelve year old Matt can figure it out. Tom Cruise can figure it that's out. That's what I'm saying. Matt. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, but you're you were trying desperately to figure out. I don't know if Tom is. That's all. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. Point Jim. <laughs> like, that was kind of your Give life. Give him the buzz. You Give think, him the dig. He think, nailed it. You think he forgot to like turn off his acting switch in the middle of this conversation? Right? Because he's an actor. Do you think he was like playing dumb with Seth Rogen and Seth Rogen thought he was being for real? No. That's my takeaway on this. Tom Cruise seems to have a switch that is now always, you can either say turned on or turned off, however you want to look at it. He is in a different... He's a hell of an actor. He's living on a different plane he, of existence, just yes. like the rest of the Scientologists. Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> Last one for you guys. We got Jason Wildey coming up next. Uh, today is World Listening Day, so I'd like to give you each the opportunity to say something to one another, and the only and the other one can only listen. Matt, <laughs> I know this is a rarity for you. Go ahead. Jim, I'm just going to embrace this time to know that I can say whatever I want, and you're not going to rebuttal. Aaron Rodgers is great. The Packers screwed him up. There, he's the re- the Packers are the reason that he went crazy. He handled it poorly. I not I will concede that to you. But he is one of the most fun players I've ever enjoyed watching on the NFL stage. That's the end of it. I am not going to give up on it. It's he's going to be interesting this year. 
He was interesting last year, even though he kind of struggled. I'm just in for Aaron Rodgers' football career. You didn't say a word, and he still conceded. Right. Incredible. Thank you. I, no, I, I, yeah, thank I you. am not going to say that should, Rodgers is blameless. Anything, really. Hey, Matt, I'm not saying Matt, shut up for 45 seconds. Jim, unrelated to that, say whatever you'd like. Matt can only listen. Well, I don't have to say a lot because we know that the the message of the show is I'm right, you're wrong. So that's literally all I need to say is that I am right and your beliefs are wrong. And I can, can repeat that over and over again. Aaron Rodgers is a kook. An unlikable kook who checked out on your favorite team last year, yet you are fully embracing. Uh, It is funny to me uh, how much Packer fans now are just flipped the switch on Aaron Rodgers and said, like, oh, he wasn't even, he didn't even care last year. But last year we were saying, like, he's the best quarterback around, but now that he's gone, he didn't care. Jordan Love cares, so now Jordan Love will be good. So most likely, Aaron Rodgers is a kook. He's going to struggle in in New York. He's only going to look worse. I'm right. You're wrong. And I'm in your head so much you conceded to me without me even talking. Yeah, you wouldn't have said that. I would have given you the win. But your winner today is Jim Rob. <laughs> I am never going to go out and say that Aaron Rodgers is blameless here. So. But you know what, Matt? I will give you a gold medal for uh, acknowledging Aaron Rodgers is <laughs> not uh, blameless. That's right. I appreciate that gold medal. And if I was going to give out a gold medal, I'd give it to Lina Kugels because they have a flavor for any moment. They got things like Shandies, IPAs, Weiss, Box. They got the Line of Kugels Juicy Peach. They got the uh, Honey Lemon Light, the HLL that I'm so into right now. Any flavor that you want, maybe you're sitting by a campfire, maybe you had a long day at work, maybe you're meeting some friends out at a, at a concert, or you're going to get dinner by yourself and at the bar. Line of Kugels has the right flavor of beer for you. Go check them out. You can go on lineofkugels.com and see how you can mix some of these fun beers if you get yourself a variety pack. But you can get Line of Kugels wherever you get delicious beer. And remember, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. I think the Packers might have a new fan mascot. I'll ask Jason Wildey about Alex McGough, which is, I believe, how you say his name. Former USFL quarterback, MVP, uh, has won back-to-back USFL championships with the Birmingham Stallions. And he is working out with the Green Bay Packers. I think he signs. He looks like a, a guy a Packer fans would love to fanboy. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, Jason Wilby. I'm not in a mood for drama with my Jason. Why are you always trying to stir stuff up, Jason? Is on Rutledge and Hamilton. I don't know if I will go as far as you will. With Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. <laughs> All right, boy. All right. Be good. <laughs> Presented by Coors Light. Fresh off uh, meeting Matt Hamilton in person for the first time, Jason Wildey joining us now on the phone. Jason, are you back safely in Green Bay? How was the the rest of the trip? Uh, we are home safe and sound. Yeah, a little anticlimactic on the uh, meeting Matt Hamilton. He wasn't even wearing his medal. <laughs> yeah, what what was that about? You're there to be Matt Hamilton. You never medal with you. <laughs> Honestly, the ribbon's starting to rip. I so need can to, you replace? I need to- so no, they sent me a replacement ribbon, and it is the worst knockoff. Like it's not even close. It's not even close to an actual. I ribbon. feel like you got enough like people. Like you can find someone that could actually like make a knockoff of the ribbon. That's like that would be good. fantastic. All right, so I if just you're don't uh, know. seamstress, I don't know what these what the title <laughs> is. <laughs> 
Sounds like you need revive restoration for your <laughs> for my metal, uh, yeah. Yeah. Necklace. Yeah. They, they might they might be able to point me in the right direction. They can help a lot of people in a lot of ways. I'm not sure this is their ex- area of expertise. Uh Jason I, I saw this story and it made me think. It just reminded me that Sean Clifford is the backup quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. And I don't know how secure his job is. I don't know if they bring a veteran in, but I did see that the Packers are working out. USFL MVP QB Alex McGo, I think is how you say his name. Uh, Two time uh, champion, I believe. Or most re- yeah, back to back champion in the USFL. Like, does this guy have a shot MVP to be. MVP, bu- too. Yes, a shot to do anything. I mean, he looks like sun- uh, sunshine from Remember the Titans. So, like, that's at least got to be in his favor. Dude, I, I, I love Remember the Titans. That is a great film. Um, look, I, I, let's be honest. If this is their next step at quarterback, I, I, I just, I wish, I'm starting to get frustrated. Because, and I mentioned this, uh, I actually was, it, it started with a conversation on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy this morning. Uh, continued on our show um, and then I actually mentioned this Dario and, and Tony Smith. Dario's in for Homer today in, in Milwaukee. But where is all this newfound Packers positivity and optimism coming from from all these national types? Like, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I have a problem with it. Go, hey, if you want to be positive, be positive. I'm fine with that, right? If you believe, if you have courage of your conviction, great. But what I'm fascinated by is, like, we should go hit the rewind button to six or eight weeks ago, and were these same folks talking this way about a Jordan Love-led Packers team? And you know, you got Bill Barnwell out there saying the Packers could win, are going to win the division, and uh, Damian Woody is talking them up. And then I heard Schefter on Get Up, and I'm like, I'm just curious what has changed when literally nothing has happened. <laughs> right, like they, the the mini camp ended like June twelfth or something like that. Like nothing has they've done nothing that should say. Oh, <laughs> did you see what they did? Why now? That's really changed my opinion of them. So I, again, <laughs> you're you're. I don't. I, I get so frustrated with this because I try to be realistic, and I what I really hate is that because of the culture that we've created in sports commentary, there's so many people that root for themselves to be right. So they make a prediction and then they root for that prediction to be right. I I don't, I'm sorry. I'm not wired that way. I'm rooting for the best story. The best story is that Jordan love far outperforms expectations. The Packers go 10 and seven or 11 and six. They do win the division uh, and uh, get that experience in the playoffs. And then next year, it's Packers, Jets, and the Super Bowl. That's the storyline I'm looking for. <laughs> that, is, right? that would be the storyline. <laughs> right? Or, or like I was a couple years ago. Like, I was rooting hard for Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys because I wanted Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, who obviously their relationship uh, had deteriorated significantly, I wanted Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys coming to Lambeau Field instead of Tom Brady and playing for a trip to the Super Bowl. That's what I wanted. Now, I like Mike a lot. I obviously have a lot of history with Aaron, but I'm rooting for the story. And when it comes to this team, me being right to have said that they're going to go 6-11 and is not the best story. So I'm not rooting to be right. I just don't understand 
why we've suddenly seen a significant uptick in positivity about this team. Because it's clearly not from listening to Alex Strofe, Dave Neitzel, and Jason Wilde live from Summerfest on July 8th on the State of the Packers show. I wish it was. So I am curious, Jason. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. We had talked about where a lot of the Packers are right now, and it turns out a lot of this offense is probably doing some team building and maybe some practices, probably not a lot of football-related kind of like practice, but still like practice and getting getting together. Do you think there's any chance that these these pundits knowing that are maybe saying, hey, this isn't what the Packers did last year and they're doing it this year. Maybe we should give them the benefit of the doubt now. Because I'm with you. I don't know why they're changing their tune, but we're hearing it, so I'm just trying to put a little context to it. Is there any chance of that, or is that crazy? I Well, it's not crazy, Matt. I well, mean, Jim looked at me that. like I was crazy. I'm guessing that that's a look that he gives you fairly frequently. Very. That's how I know exactly it what it is. <laughs> um, look, I... I don't think it's that. If you're that easily influenced and your opinion changes that easily, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, because, look, if you, if you came up to Green Bay, I know uh, just right by uh, Clark Hinkle and Ray Nitschke Field, there is a curling, do I call it a rink? <laughs> Club. Facility. Club. Uh, I know when John Gruden was doing Monday Night Football that he went over there and, like, learned how to curl while he was there, right? Yeah. If you, in your off-season, show up there and you guys are drinking beers and smoking cigarettes, I know that's something you can do when you're curling, from what I understand. <laughs> in um, the 80s. <laughs> and, and hanging out, great, right? That's great that you're with your teammates. Right. You know, Schuster and everybody else. But in terms of actually, like, honing your craft, you're not doing that. No, correct. Right. So that's... Like, it's great that these guys are at a park and they're throwing passes to each other and whatever else. But, I mean, if it's the only thing I could opinion, think of. You know what I mean? No, it's the I only thing that has happened since training camp. Right, right. And, and I agree. And, and maybe that is influencing them. I doubt it. I, you know, the other thing I wonder is if there's, you know, a lot of these national guys, they have, have their agents who work at the same place as some of these players have agents. And, you know, is there a, a feeling of, hey, Hey, could you? We could really use you talking up some of our guys. I, I I don't know if that's the case or not. I would just, I would just ver, be very cautious of this, and and say, look, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's get the training camp because in two days, three days, uh, Jordan Love's going to be here. Yeah, he reports on Friday, along with all the other quarterbacks, including Mister USFL. <laughs> <laughs> and all the injured players and all the rookies. And there's a hell of a lot of rookies, so almost half the roster is going to be here on Friday. So, I, look, I, I, would, I would be cautious about that. Now, the other thing, and I hate to cite Jesse Nelson, and I got some grief for mentioning this during my one appearance on Homer and Tony last week, but, like, there was this interview that A.J. Dillon did on Sirius XM or somewhere, and, it, you know, it, it, it went viral because nothing's going on. And so we all latch on to whatever audio is available. I'm guilty of it on our show, too. But, you know, he said all these, how they're all in on, it's unanimous, they all are behind Jordan Love. All right, well, first of all, of course they are, right? Because no one's going to say, 
well, we're kind of split on this guy, and I think there's a lot of us that don't think he's good enough, but I'm one of his best friends, and I've collected a bunch of his football cards, and I'm hoping they're worth something, so I'm all in on my buddy Jordan Love. So, so, so to, uh, spare me that part. But the other part, and this was Jesse noticed this, and I noticed it, and that's what concerns me, is that when I listened to it, A.J. Dillon said a lot of really nice, positive things, about Jordan Love, but none of the things he said had anything to do with his actual skill or talent. <laughs> like it wasn't about. It's like he's a nice you know, guy. How, it wasn't, yeah, leadership or how he connects with people or how uh, studious he is. Those are all great, but it wasn't, dude. He was just shredding the Packers, the, the, our number one defense, in two minute drills. You know, there were some practices when the media wasn't there where he was just dropping dimes or. His arm strength, you know, I caught passes from Aaron Rodgers. His arm strength is almost exactly the same. Now, I had a few people that think I'm too negative on social media who said, well, I can't wait to hear, because Kenny Clark did an interview with Zach Gelb on CBS uh, radio. And I had somebody tweet, I can't wait till Jason hears this and then interprets it as Kenny Clark not believing in Jordan Love either. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) But, 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 but. If we're being honest, like, if you listen and what is said and what is not said does matter. Like, if I, let's, let's use, let's use you as an example, Matt. Okay. Because I think you would, I think you would honestly say that in your development on the radio, that you're not quite at a place where you're super comfortable with whether it's asking questions or transitioning into a live feed or <laughs> if if Jim if Jim's not there running the show and saying, you know, more Rutledge and Hamilton with cousin sub of the day Jason Wilde and me, Matt Hamilton, continues next. Like you're not at a place where you're super comfortable with that. Is that fair? Yes. Okay. So if somebody asked me, hey, how's Matt Hamilton doing at ESPN Madison? I wouldn't be talking about how technical oh my god you should see him behind the microphone he's so authoritative <laughs> with his with his transitions from one conversation to another he keeps us perfectly on the clock always very mindful of getting to commercial break right i would talk about how funny he is how engaging he is how likable he is how he's got great stories and he's a really good storyteller but I would be honest, I was, sometimes he's a little long-winded, like Wilde is with a question at a press conference, right? And so, so if, if, if somebody's asking me about Jordan Love, and I'm not his teammate, but let's say I was, I would say all the positive things that I've seen from him, and I wouldn't say, man, his accuracy is better than Aaron Rodgers' accuracy, if that's not true. Right. So that's all I'm saying. And, and does that mean that we'll get to training camp and he's not going to have a day where you're like, holy crap, he was awesome. Because I saw him have one of those type of days during the mandatory minicamp a couple of years ago. Yeah. And then he had another day where he was terrible. So I, I don't know. I just try to present what I see and what people tell me. And the, the fact of the matter is, is that none of these people, including Goody and LaFleur, know for certain what he's going to be. They can be hopeful. They'd be optimistic, but let's get to training camp, which is a week away. Let's see what he does there. Let's see what he does in the preseason. Let's see what he does in Chicago on September 10th. And then let's see where he is in January 
and see how much he's developed and how much he's accomplished and then see if we feel like, all right, he's the guy. Because that's what this is all. It's about the process. It's about the journey. And I can't wait to go on it. I am ready for camp to start, and I'm looking forward to it. Why are you always trying to stir stuff up, Jason? <laughs> Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. <laughs> uh, we're talking with Jason Wildey. You can hear him uh, 9 to noon, uh, Wildey and Tosh on ESPN Wisconsin. I mean, to your point, Wildey, Dan Orlovsky, people get excited about this quote. I think you guys have made up now, but uh, on Get Up. No, I have not. Oh, no, he's, he, I do not want him on when I'm on. Okay. He wants to be on when I'm off, except I'm all like out of days off now, so okay. he won't be on for a really long time. Okay, so I, I knew he was on the show, so my bad there. But So he says... But listen to it. If Jordan Love is average this time playing for a playoff, or this time the Packers could be playing for a playoff spot in December. If he's anything like the first round pick, he should be a good player. Like there's multiple ifs and a should and a could. Like there's no conviction. It was all just verbal platitudes right. that have no. You could you could insert Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff's name into there, and the same the same thing is could be said. Except for Cousins yeah, wasn't a first-rounder. But otherwise, like you could say Jared Goff, right. Justin Fields, or Jordan Love. You could be talking about any one of those three. And, look, I, that doesn't mean that I don't want those things to be true. It doesn't mean uh, that – because I understand Packers fans, right? I think the people that get the pissed, most pissed off at me for being this way are the people that really, really, really want Jordan Love to succeed, whether it's because they really like him or they really like Goody and they want Goody to be right or they hate Aaron Rodgers' guts, and this will be even better if Rodgers is a disappointment in New York and love is better than expected here. But they, the people that get really pissed at me when I point these kinds of things out, I think are the ones that love love the most. The bottom line is, you're exactly right. Like The caveats that are said with him and the choices of descriptions, all that should tell you is that they don't know either. That doesn't mean that He's not going to be good. It doesn't mean he's going to be horrible. But, you know, again, I, I just, I, I'm so ready for us to have practices and preseason games so we can see Jordan Love more than one game against the Chiefs where Goody made excuses for him to the athletic and Love was more responsible by saying, I didn't play well enough at all. I played like blank, which I respect the hell out of him for. Uh, and a half of a game against Detroit with the number one seed locked up and 10 snaps against Philadelphia. I want more, and I can't wait to start getting it You know, a, a week from today. Jason, uh, awesome stuff as always. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Be good. Jason Wildy, this is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. That you're not quite at a place where you're super comfortable with whether it's asking questions or transitioning into a live (laughs) (laughs) If, if If Jim's not there running the show... That's brutal. <laughs> what exactly is it that you do yeah. here, Matt Hamilton? What can I do? <laughs> Apparently, I'm a storytelling golden retriever because I'm likable, I can tell good stories, and I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's a good boy, Matt Hamilton. Oh, man. 
You can catch me and Jason next week on Monday on Willie and Josh. <laughs> Good boy, Matt Hamilton, with uh, me, Jim Rutledge. <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. We do give you treats. You get little yeah, Coors Light. Little, little Coors Light every hour. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, man, sorry. Yeah, well, I get five treats next Monday, so I'm, everybody's I'm ego takes it a shot on this show. Kind of implied that you would just sit here drooling or staring off into space if I wasn't here to to prompt you to speak. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I just really like how Jason just let me have it there. Then you're not quite at a place where you're super comfortable with whether it's app. Doing anything. He tried to do it so nice. He was like super comfortable because I'm kind of comfortable, right, Jason? I mean, what do you like? I get he was trying to. Oh, like, yeah. I, it was the same way I was trying to be nice to him yesterday. Yeah. About, like, I used to. I think he was holding it against you a little bit there. Oh, yeah, totally. Back to, to, to bring it uh, home for you. But <laughs> I will say this if I was going to, and Strofe, you can hop on this. If I was going to give Matt Hamilton a breed of dog, like what type of breed of dog Matt Hamilton would be, it would be Golden Retriever. One million percent. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've gotten that before, and that's, <laughs> that's one of the best dogs out there, right? Like yeah. Lab and a Golden Retriever, two best mm-hmm. dogs. They're, they're just little idiots. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> well, yeah. no, nah, yeah, all my dogs. He's got two idiot. of them, don't you? Both of them little idiots. <laughs> See, I thought Goldens were smart. No, they are just they're they're smart in the sense all they want to do is please, so they'll really try and figure out what they need to do to please you. But okay. they're not smart. Okay, they just want you to be happy. Gotcha. My other dog, the the one that's part poodle, way smarter than my purebred golden. See, and I also have a whole other thing. Like I don't like dogs. Like I don't think they're that smart. Like we're right. all, we're all on a scale here. It's how much effort do you want to put into like make them so obedient I, I, to you? I, I bought a koozie that's shaped like a softball. Yeah. Uh, so I can convince uh, my dog to like grab it so i'm gonna we're gonna try and do something where jen will like grab a beer for me put it in the koozie and then give it to my dog and my dog will deliver it so we'll see how that works okay if that happens you will no longer be able to say dogs aren't smart because that is impressive but again you still like trick the dog into like so like oh yeah we're tricking our like dog my dog in like we have a bark collar for her if i put the bark collar on her she won't bark ah. if i don't put the bark collar on her. She will bark like crazy. Like she has no like she just knows I can't bark with the bark collar on. Not that I'm not supposed to bark. So like that's not smart. That's just learning that this thing will give me a zap if I bark. But right. if I don't have it on, I can bark to my heart's content. Nothing's gonna happen. Right. Okay. So like, so smart, is that smart yeah. or like or is that what's annoying? Conniving. Yeah, it's smart. Here's what I'll, I'll give credit. The cat. It might be the smartest thing. The cat now has jumped up, knocked over the dog's treats, and eats them. Uh, okay. So, like, honestly, if I'm ranking the, the smartness of the animals in the house, the cat's the one that's figured out how to feed itself. The dog has not figured out how to do that <laughs> yet. So uh, we might have to, to do uh, figure out you know a ranking there of smartest animal in my house. But I think I'll say this. You're a lovable golden retriever. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. And you do really, really want to make people happy. I which do. Which is why what Jason, what Jason called you a bad dog, that was not very nice to him. <laughs> You're a good boy, Matt Hamilton. This is Religion Hamilton. I'm out the rest of the week. Uh, enjoy yourselves. We're presented by Coors Light. See ya. Never sleep a legacy on your home.